Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for downloading episode 292. We are not talking about the war in Israel or Trump this week, but we are talking about the mass shooting in Maine. The real speaker, please stand up. Georgia congressional districts are not black enough. The heartbeat goes on. Hired guns in schools. Generational anti-Semitism. No freedom in the cab. Shrooms in the cockpit. Pay up bad parents and aggravated hookers. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner this endeavor, Representative Emeritus Ken the Man Pullen. Yeah. Hi, Dave. How is your week been? Uh, not great. Not great. Uh, we had to say goodbye to the podcat. Uh, I, know, Tilly. I remember her purring in the background and meowing. Yeah, probably the most loving uh, cat I, I, I've, I've ever been around. She just, uh, she loved her humans. Uh, but yeah, she she would, uh, she'd hear me come and sit down and, and know that, that I was, know that I'm busy. Like, huh, he's giving somebody else attention. And come trotting into the room and start, you know, rubbing around my legs and trying to climb in my lap and purr and, and all that stuff. But uh, <clears throat> she went downhill very, very fast last week. Uh, starting last weekend, um, started to see her get a little sluggish, a little, little slow. Uh, Sunday, she was more so, di- didn't really want to eat. Uh, took her to the vet Monday morning. Uh, and uh, they said, oh, you know, we'll run some tests. They called call me back Tuesday morning and said, hey, listen, she's her kidneys are failing. Uh, you know, Do you want to treat it? I said, yeah, absolutely. We, we, we want to try to treat it. Uh, so put her in for, uh, it's going to be several days of, of, of a treatment to, to kind of get her, uh, you can't really fix kidneys, but, but catch them up, you know, essentially, uh, a, a sort of dialysis. They called me the next day, said she's doing great. She's alert. She's eating. And then they called me, uh, Thursday and said, yeah, this is not good. She, she, she can't even lift her head. So we went up there and spent an hour with her and, and that was, that was it. I hate that. Yeah, and she was the last of the fur babies. We had, at one point we had four cats and a dog, and trust me, none of the cats were. Hey, let me go out and get a cat. They were all found. And with Tilly, I made the mistake of bringing her home. I found her in a horrible apartment complex we were working at. We were doing a, a contract, horrible, horrible, horrible in Union City. And I was like, I, I can't leave this little cat here. So I said, All right, we'll take her. We'll give her away. Once that once that cat got here, and and Connie got her hands on on that baby, it, it was it was done for. <laughs> yeah, this is this is where she was going to live for the rest of her life. Yep. But yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's tough. It's 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 not. As, I won't say it's not as tough for me because because I process things differently. Uh, Long time listeners to the show will will know that the week after my brother died, I was back recording because because I can compartmentalize, which is not healthy. Don't get me wrong. Doesn't mean I'm, it doesn't mean I'm better. It means I'm, <laughs> I'm very unhealthy. I just have an ability to compartmentalize. Matt Lopez, the best way is. Men's minds are like a garage where you take everything and you put it in a box and you go and you just stick it in the garage. But what, what, what happens is when you least expect it, whatever you shoved in, whatever, in a certain box just jumps out like, where the hell did that come from? Where did that memory come from? You know, it, but it's tough, you know, watch, watching, certainly watching Connie go through it is, 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 is really tough. Because, yep. uh, you know, she's, everything she's loved in life next to me has died. You know, she's an orphan. Uh, uh, so every, 
So, and, and I've noticed that it's lately, it's been every two years. My brother died two years later, the dog died two years later, the cat died. I said, well, honey, you got about 20 months left with me. Well, we've got a cat outside and it doesn't even have a name. Uh, it showed up about 10 years ago and will not leave. So, uh, I figure she's got a couple of years left with us. But goodness, this one we got just- kills everything. Well, it does its job, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, and if you don't feed it, it does its job on steroids. Like it kills stuff and brings it to the front, to the uh, to the garage. <laughs> I, I will try. I will trade you this bird for for some exactly. Cat food, That's what happens. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I, I hate to hate to go from something lighthearted to something that's very heavy, very very heavy, heavily heavy hearted. The mass shooting in Maine. This this took me off off guard. Uh, I think I was dealing with the with the cat stuff, and I think you texted me and like, you see what's going on with the, I know. Maine? I just kept the TV on. So this was last Wednesday night when the episode comes out. But yes, yeah, so on the evening of October twenty fifth, um, it I mean it was crazy, right? You just kept the TV on, and there was a, a mass shooting in two locations up in Lewiston, Maine, Lewis Lewiston, Maine. Uh, if you know, I mean, if you've been up, the, you've been to Maine before, Davis. I have not. I mean, it's just a gorgeous state, but it's. Uh, yeah, you've got outside of Portland, you just got a bunch of these little small towns. Uh, I've I've always heard of Maine. Heard Maine is is rednecks with a funny accent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's three parts of Maine. They call it uh, what they call the southern part of Maine, northern Boston, and then they call you know then you've got the middle part of Maine is kind of the normal Maine people, and then Upper Maine is a totally different set. I mean, it's Upper Maine is crazy. It's like just very very rural and remote. But this was more in the middle part of Maine. But yeah, so far, 18 people were killed and 13 others were injured. This guy shot up uh, like a bowling alley. And then I can't remember the second location. A, a, a pool hall. Yeah, pool hall. So which, which the owner did not like being called a pool hall. She said it was a restaurant that offers pool. <laughs> I love pool hall. I, I sort of grew up on in Griffin. We had a little pool hall but, that people, uh, no me, women were allowed. When I, when I was in- yeah, we had this pool hall in Griffin that, no women were allowed in it. Imagine that nowadays. And the owner was a name a guy named Pete. So it was Pete's pool room, and you four tables and a snooker table, and you could go in and play for about I think it was a dollar fifty a game. But yeah, this so this was a forty year old guy. We had we had one right next to my high school that, that we would we would cut class and go to. It was called the Classic Q. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It's, it's still there. Yeah, yeah. So is, but anyway, sorry, sorry no, to interrupt your, your story with my own anecdote about playing pool. No, so he was, uh, what, this guy was a petroleum supply specialist in the Army Reserves. He's 40 years old, never saw combat, but had extensive training, including firearms in the Army, and was a skilled marksman. No, he's a, he's, all right. He's a, a civilian life, he may, he may have been a, a firearms but not instructor. But not for military a, life. A, a, for, yeah, petroleum fuel specialist. He ran a gas pump. Is that what that means? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so let's let's not overstate what he did. I mean, look, there's <clears throat> there when I first when I first heard them talking about this guy about all oh, specialty weapons trainings, I started looking up because there are National Guard Special Forces units. Um, there's two commands, and, and but uh, there's 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 one out of Alabama, and I think one's out of out of Utah. Uh, but they have different units kind of all over that, that are National Guard, special. I started like, is there one of them in Maine? I, I couldn't believe that with the population of Maine, they'd have, I said, no, they're not up there. Is this guy infantry? It's like, oh, he runs a gas station. Yeah. But I'm not to diminish his service. I'm just saying yes. that when, when, yeah, when the news keeps, t- keeps telling you that, the, that he is 
militarily trained to do this. No, 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 no. This guy, this guy, uh, uh, learned on the civilian side had had to clear rooms and all that stuff. That was the army didn't do this. And just a little bit more about this town. So this town was only thirty seven thousand people, but it's Maine's second largest city. So imagine a, a town not even as big as where I live in Griffin being a second largest city in a state. That just is how rural and remote Maine is. And up until this point, you know, they have searched his house. They've they've got like a, I saw where this morning the, the latest updates from the news is they've got a 700 mile square miles in Maine now with a shelter in place order. I've talked to a bunch of my friends in Maine. I mean, it's fully shelter in place. Don't really leave your house unless you need to. And they still, this guy's on the run. I know this morning there was a Canadian. They're they're worried about him crossing the Canadian border now. I assume this guy, though, he's a, kind of an outdoorsy guy. He probably knows his way around the woods. And instantly what came to my mind is the, uh, what was it, Eric Rudolph back in the Olympic, the, the bomber in Atlanta, right? He stayed up in the, how long did he stay up in the Appalachians? Five years before he was finally caught and turned in? Yeah, but living living in the Appalachian Mountains and living through a Canadian or oh, I know he's about or, to live uh, through. Yeah, uh, it's Maine cold in Maine already. Is, yeah, but it's it's the perfect time of year if you if you're going to try to avoid law enforcement in Maine because you know it's it's beautiful. Uh, it, it's it may be getting chilly at night, but it's not below zero. Yep. I did see where they're now searching a, a pond or a body of water where his car was left close to. I wondered right away did this guy just you know, go ahead and uh, commit suicide after he did this. I don't think they're ruling that out yet, but they still think he could be out there. It was interesting. I know we talk about politics a lot on this show, but instantly my mind went to what is this guy's background? I don't know if you went there also. And I know most of the media probably went to hoping this guy was some type of MAGA, you know, quote MAGA extremist. The only political stuff I've seen about this guy is they think he voted for Obama back in when Obama was running for president. So we were pretty much, uh, this is not a MAGA guy, not a Republican, one of those bad guys. So I was, I was interested but to and, see and, how the news portrayed this guy. And we haven't found a manifesto yet. No manifesto. Now this, now understand we, we record on Fridays. Uh, it's late Friday morning. Yeah, but as, you think we just saw something. The, the news may house. change. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you think that to be some sort of manifesto, I'm going to kill a bunch of people and this is why. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> whatever it is. I mean, well, he did leave a note behind. I, they said, uh, but they haven't released what the note said. So it says investigators recovered a cell phone. This was two hours ago that belonged to the main mass shooting suspect, as well as a note he left behind. But there's no no clue what the note said. This is the same thing with the Tennessee shooter. Uh, the, the trans, uh, I guess it was a trans woman that shot the people yeah, up in Tennessee. Yeah, whatever you it know, is, that person left a manifesto behind. But they've never released that manifesto. But uh, yeah, so he left it. Well, and 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 there's a reason for that. As 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 much as we, as the public, and, and you and I, being you know, dip our our little little pinky toe into <laughs> the media, uh, as much as our curiosity is, is when you start publishing these manifestos, you you encourage other people to do the same things. This is how I get my message out. Yep. No, that's true. So by by not doing that. And you may be able to fi- file a FOIA if you really want to know. You may be able to file a FOIA. I don't think they've got this thing locked up. I don't think you can. Uh, but yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how that's legal, but I understand why. So all this is we don't yeah. we don't want to encourage anybody else to to to, to do it. Um, he's 
He's a he's a reservist, and the last I heard is he was being involuntarily separated for mental mental illness. Yeah, he just lost his job recently. He'd spent two weeks in a mental health facility, so this guy had all the the signs of mental health issues, and that's what's going to come out of this. I heard you know the media last night was talking a lot about red. They were bringing up red flag laws again, and I think Maine has something called a yellow flag law, which is sort of not all the way to a red flag, but it's kind of in the middle. But again, I mean, this is a mental health. I mean, almost every mass shooting we see is some type of mental health issue that well, most they, of the time they, is known they, about. I mean, they, they knew about this guy. Yeah. I mean, look, he he uh, had restraining orders from his one of his ex-wives. Uh, he'd, he'd, been, he'd been an abuser. These are all things that would eliminate him from, from gun ownership. So to me, it doesn't mean he went, it does it, to me, I'm guessing he didn't go down to the local gun store or he had this, I believe it's an AR from the, from the pictures. Yeah, it looked like an AR. <clears throat> it did to me. Yeah. People kept calling it different things, but, but it's sometimes just tough and grainy photos with all the modifications you, you can put on ARs. They're, they're basically tactical Legos right? Uh, <clears throat> with all the stuff you can snap on it, but it looked like an AR. You know, it could have been something he's had for years, but people in the news, as it was happening, we're talking about being in the army. Uh, he had access to these weapons. Like, no, 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 that's no. Not you don't just walk in the arms room, right, and gra- take and a grab, a, grab an M sixteen, and, and say, "I'll be back." Yes. You know, this is not this is not James Garner and tank. Right, right. No, he got <laughs> you know, uh, no, he got this gun on his own. It wasn't through the army. Uh, he didn't walk out of the post. yeah. And, and, but I, I don't know when he got it. Is it, is more my point is. Is he people like he could just put it together himself? No, you still have to you still have to buy the serialized part, which is the the lower receiver is the, has the serial number on yep. it. You can buy everything else, but the actual the, yeah, which is the firearm yep. is well. You don't, you don't have, have to, to register. register it. You, you have, have to buy it through an FFL. You to, yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to go <laughs> fill out a forty four seventy three. Yep. Now, if this guy had a concealed weapons permit, like like we have in Georgia, which exempts you from the from the. Uh, um, from the background check, uh, if if he uh, that that's a failure on government. If he went in and had a background check, and three days later, you know, he, they came back with a hold, which happens a lot, especially with common names. Like if I go and fill out a forty four seventy three and did not have a permit, I'd have to wait three days for my firearm because I'd be a hold because there's so many Dave Roberts out there. But it, when once the three days is up, the gun store is obligated to give you your firearm. So if the background check didn't come back from the FBI in time, government failure. Doing more background checks, doing putting more laws in will not solve this. I'm I'm assuming this mental hospital because he said he was hearing voices mm-hmm. and who's and, and things like that. If they cut him loose after two weeks and did not involuntarily uh, uh, commit him, that's on them. Yeah. If you said my my belief is they sent him into the world with a pocket full of pills and said, hey, take these antipsychotics. And then he gets home, it doesn't take him, voices start over, and then people start dying. Very sad situation, so I hope. It, it is. It is sad, but it's, this is this is the problem with doing away with state hospitals. Oh, it is. With doing yeah, away with, with committing people. Is we had a thing in this country called crazy as hell. And these were people that did not commit a crime, but also were not safe to be in society. And you would lock up the loonies. And I, and I know I'm, I'm pissing off a bunch of mental health professionals that don't like the term loonies, but you locked them up. You tried to get them, you tried to get them help, but you did not unleash them on society in the name of, 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 of being kind. 
Uh, I believe one flew over the cuckoo's nest did more to damage the mental health facilities in this country than any one person could have done. That 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 movie, brilliant movie, wonderful movie, great book. But it, it was a it was a movie in a book with a political agenda of doing away with these these facilities and showing how awful they are. In our, in our country, instead of improving the facilities, we said, okay, we just won't have them anymore. <clears throat> Let them on the streets. And now you have homeless people, you have drug addicts, you have places in cities in this country where you can't walk down the street without stepping over human feces or, or needles, but, but, no, but no facility to go and treat these people. Sorry, there's my soapbox on mental health. <laughs> Did you just step off of it? No, you're right. I mean, we don't do enough about mental health. Um, it, it's, it's a pill problem at this point. So, Yeah, but I guess. Well, I've... Re- Go ahead. No, I was going to say, we're, I know we're going to spend a lot of time on this this uh, mass shooting in Maine. I guess we'll give everybody updates again next week. Hopefully this guy's found. I can't imagine what the people in Maine are going to do all weekend. I mean, they've still got this shelter in place. People are going to want to be outdoors. There's people visiting Maine. It's got to be a... It's hunting season. Yes, hunting season. It's got to be a very uncomfortable... But people in Maine have a lot of guns, too. So I would assume that no one's going out without uh, I, their guns yeah, this weekend. I, if that happened here, look, they, they could say shelter in place all you want to. <laughs> there are a bunch of rednecks in Paulding County that'd be out with their own ARs yeah, looking right, for the right. son of a bitch. I mean, I, I can't believe... Maine, I, we're not seeing the whole story on, t- on TV for sure. But I, I would guess that there a bunch of guys going to say they're going hunting and hopping their truck oh, yeah, and look think. for this guy. Yeah. So who the hell is James Michael Johnson? <laughs> he's got a very uh, unremarkable name, right? So he's an American. Yeah, he's a politician for Louisiana. He's actually the 56th Speaker of the House now. But he's been serving in, uh, in Congress since uh, 2017. So he's only on his fourth congressional uh, term. Look, this guy came out of the blue to me, and like I think uh, I got this sort of below in my notes. But I think Matt Gates is the big winner in all this. This guy's—I mean, and, the media and, and hates look, what, this guy already, right? They're describing him as a hard right MAGA congressman. Uh, they're bringing up all his past where he didn't agree necessarily with same-sex marriage, and uh, there's just article after article talking about how he's he's had anti-gay language when he was an attorney and. I mean, they're going after this guy now. I, I'm shocked at how he got through. I really am. I'm shocked at how he got the Republican Party so I, I, I'm together. Not, I'm um, not. I'm not shocked at all. I mean, what, what did I say last week? Yeah, I, mean, I guess I yeah. But throw, throw throw my name in is they they found the person that has pissed off the fewest people, and everybody threw the hands up and said fine. Yeah, and I don't know if you heard his speech when he took when he you know his first speech after winning a vote. He came up and he talked about. The biggest threat to America right now is our debt and the amount of money we spend. I mean, he, he checked all the boxes, right, for a very conservative, sort of hard right Republican. Uh, but he did talk about how, you know, America has to lead the world. America's, you know, the world is better when America is strong. He's, uh, you know, they were interviewing other foreign leaders around the world. Like nobody had ever heard of this guy. Uh, but he's, he's got all the right language so far. I mean, so far, Chuck, I like the guy. Ch- Chuck U. Schumer didn't know who the hell this guy was. No, he's like, he was I, sort I, of he's a- like, we may have met. The president's like, uh, congratulations, whoever you I are. Know. Yeah, this guy I came mean, out of nowhere. And, but, I mean, good good for him. Oh, I mean, good 100%. For him. Was, he's but, a good-looking guy, but kind that of was, a young guy. His wife didn't even come up there. She said... Well, no, she couldn't catch, she a, flight. catch a flight. It happened so fast. Yeah, she she right. couldn't catch a flight to D.C. Um, 
I actually called uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's office last week. Uh, I had a head of the vote. And I said, throw my name in. <laughs> he's like, and I was talking to her age. He's like, okay. And I was like, look, I can do just as well as any of the other jackasses. He goes, yeah. I said, I said, dude, laugh. It's a joke. <laughs> I'm, il- I'm illustrating the absurdity. I said, just, just, I said, look, I, I, I just tell the congressman. I said, it's a joke. He started to laugh. I said, look, I don't want that damn job. He goes, I said, I'm illustrating the absurdity. I said, my, my message to, to my congressperson is just pick somebody. Yep. I don't care who. And you know what? I don't care who is James Michael Johnson. <laughs> I know. And look, I mean, this guy's got, I mean, his background, again, this comes from CNN. So everybody's trying to bash him. But, you know, he wrote some editorials back in the mid 2000s. I mean, the world has changed since, you know, 18 years. But back then he called homosexuality an inherently unnatural and dangerous, like, quote, I'm not making this up, quote, inherently unnatural, end quote, end quotes dangerous lifestyle that would lead to legalized pedophilia and possibly even destroy the entire democratic system. And then he said in another editorial, your race, creed, and sex are what you are, while homosexuality and cross-dressing are things you do, he wrote. This is a free country, but we don't get special protections for every person's bizarre choices. I mean, the media and the left is flipping out over this stuff, as you can imagine. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to defend him on the, on the gay marriage thing. I, I really think gay gay marriage to me is is not a right issue as much as it is a government shouldn't be involved in marriage at all. Yeah, totally issue. agree that government should not be giving out marriage licenses. Yeah, look, I, I have no problem if you want if if you want a second wife, Ken. <laughs> good luck. It sounds it sounds like a, my own personal hell to have two women <laughs> mad at me, but 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 uh, but I digress. Uh, but <clears throat> what he said is is not wrong. I, I don't like his verbiage, and, and, and let me explain. Yes, you're free to do whatever you want. You're uh, free to be trans. You're free to be uh, uh, a drag queen. Uh, obviously, you're, uh, I don't believe being gay is a choice. I, I, I just don't. Uh, I've, I've I've spoken to too many people. I've had too, too many friends who are gay who, who when I say, well, what did you know you were gay? Because when did you know you were straight? I said, well, well that's, that's a pretty good point. But... <clears throat> The, the way you behave, yes, that 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 that's that's your choice, and, I, and, I, and that's your freedom. If 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 you want to if if you want to shave your legs and call and call yourself Kendra, that is that's that's your choice. The fact is, you don't get special protections because you say, "Oh, my 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 pronouns are they them." Oh, my pronouns are F and you. Yep. No, that's true. Uh, so so I, the sentiment I agree with, the verbiage I don't, and I've said that so many times with Trump. Is is I said we weren't going to talk about. Is I agree with the sentiment. <laughs> no I, dis- I dis, yeah, I disagree with the verbiage, and so I don't. I don't think this disqualifies. It just it. No, I, I just think it's rid- interesting. Need to get rid of the- I, I just think it's interesting when it's passed uh, that the Republicans nominated him. He's saying all the right things right now. He and he's doing another thing. He wants to, you know, Biden and the crew want to give these big, huge aid packages out to Ukraine and Israel. Supposedly, he's going to split those out into two packages now, which I totally agree with. Do not wrap up Israel funding with Ukraine funding. Let's have votes on both of them. So that's one of the most immediate things they're they're about to do. And I know you mentioned Marjorie uh, a second ago. She filed a resolution. I don't know if you saw it this week. They're voting on the censoring Rashida Tlaib on her anti-Semitism comments that she's made over the last three or four weeks. So. Yeah, he's going to have to really navigate some choppy water here, and they've got to pass a continuing resolution again. What in three, two or three weeks before the government shuts down? 
So he's got a full plate uh, on his. Yeah, well, it, if he does a continuing resolution, gets is going to be be on him again. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, so the question is, how uh, does he uh, navigate all these issues over the next, like right now, two right. to three weeks? I hate to say this, but he's going to have to bring Getz into the fold and say, "All right, Matt, what what do we need to well, do?" Well, they've got here? to change the rule it's, too, where one person can't um, kick the speaker well, out. Well, yeah, I was going to say that too. Yeah, is, yeah, it, it, it needs to be a larger majority or percentage of people. Ten percent, twenty percent. Yes, I definitely think they need know, to change that. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't need to be a full fifty because because what it does is, to my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ken is the one person doesn't oust the speaker. One person calls essentially for a vote up or down on the speaker. Yep. And then he'd lost five, so, and then you can only lose five votes. So that's what happened in that case. Right. And he lost eight people. And that's why McCarthy lost yeah. his job. And, and that's, So eight people ousted the speaker. Look, I think this is a big upgrade on McCarthy. I really do. I, I mean, I think anybody would have been an upgrade on him. He's just a slimy Republican politician from California. So I was never a McCarthy fan. So we'll see how he does. Yeah, but 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 they should have had a plan in place before ousting. <laughs> it's at least getting get into the cloakroom there and and uh, decide between the eight of you who would be sure. who would we want to be to be yeah, in. Yeah, but the problem and is those pre- eight pissed off everybody else so much. It wasn't their decision to make who they wanted. I mean, well, you know what I'm they, saying? I mean, they couldn't have. I mean, they they were in no uh, way they could demand who the next speaker was going to be. Yeah, they, well, I mean, the, they demanded Jim they, Jordan. They, they, and you saw what happened there. I mean, right. Yeah. Right. So what's going on with Rich McCormick? Speaking of Congress, <laughs> I guess he is, uh, he's packing his bags. Yeah, he's going to be, I put, he will soon be in a soup line. Uh, he's a doctor, so we've got nothing to worry about with Congressman Rich McCormick. We've talked about this for three or four times on the show over the last couple months, but there was a lawsuit against the maps that were drawn last year in Georgia that they, the congressional maps and the house and Senate maps. So that lawsuit's been going on for three to four weeks now. And this week a judge ruled on it and said that Georgia now has to redraw their maps. Now it's not all of their maps. He basically said, and everybody's aware we got 14 congressional seats in Georgia right now. It's nine Republicans, five Democrats. So that's why I thought, I, I mean, I, I said weeks ago, this is this is what's going to happen, not pat myself on the back, but you can't have nine Republican seats, five Democrat seats in a 53-47 state. It just doesn't make sense. And that's what this judge said. So he said, you basically got to draw another congressional district and give it to Democrats over on the west side of Atlanta. And then he said down in the, uh, he said, and this is quote, this, the remedy involves an additional majority black congressional district in West Metro Atlanta, two additional majority black Senate districts in South Metro Atlanta, two additional majority black house districts in South Metro Atlanta, and one additional majority black house district in West Atlanta, and two additional majority black house districts in around Macon Bibb. So it's affecting about 11 house seats and 10 Senate seats, but basically this judge, I think you're going to have something to say here. This judge has said, you just got to draw a bunch of districts that includes black people in them. And I didn't know... Black people were, I mean, sure, they vote Democrat most of the time, but what happens if Democrat, what if black people on these maps start voting Republican, for example? Then you, I, I just don't get why it was, I don't, I don't get the tone of his uh, or how he figured this out or this. Well, I think the judge overstepped, overstepped his authority, first of all. Uh, <clears throat> now, just if, if he wants to get involved in congressional districts, fine. Yeah, House that, and Senate a, he's a, he's, districts are totally different, right? Yeah, you he's 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 a 
U.S. He's a federal judge. Yeah, he's making Georgia redraw. He doesn't have yeah, state he, districts. He doesn't have the authority to tell Georgia what to do with their individual House and state Senate seats. Well, he thinks he does. Now, <laughs> well, I understand he thinks he does. Uh, every judge th- thinks he's thinks he has the authority, and every every uh, uh, body for the F- FBI thinks they're Marshall Dillon. And they and they have ultimate authority to 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 uh, what they what they feel is the law, yep. but but I, I don't see how this person has the authority. But but I have a problem with was yeah the idea that we need to have majority black black people are are as diverse as white people. <laughs> yes. There are black conservatives. I, there are black liberals. There are there there are black uh, libertarians. Uh, same the same thing. If, if if we start talking about gay folks, they're they're gay uh, libertarians, they're gay Republicans, they're gay Democrats. Is 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 the this reinforces the whole idea of identity politics? Yeah, what if it, that if you're yeah yeah if, if you're black, you you're you're in the pocket for for uh, for the Democrats, and we have seen again and again and again, especially in Georgia, that's not the case. Stacey Abrams didn't swing hundred percent of the black vote because people don't like Stacey Abrams. Yeah, I just wonder when we're gonna get. A uh, majority Hispanic Senate districts and majority Hispanic House districts. I mean, that's that's the way this ruling kind of got me with the identity politics here. But you know, from a I was going to say from an operational standpoint here, how this gets done, it's fast, right? He said Georgia has to do this by December eighth, or the court or will draw the new maps, and we you don't want the court to draw maps. So Governor Kemp has called a special session for November 29th. So it'll be a basically a month after this show drops that. House and Senate have to come back in and tinker around with the maps again. Look, the the congressional map will be easy. It's already in their pocket. That'll that'll take that'll take two minutes. When you start talking about House seats and Senate seats, you're talking about you know which of you which of you wants to go home because mm-hmm. that's what's going to happen. It is. Is we're going to have to redraw your district and you're going to have to go home. Yeah, they're going to lose five or six Republicans from the state house. And they're going to have to figure out who those Republicans are. So, you know, down around the Macon area, you've got some, I mean, I know the Republicans down there, right? But two or three of them are going to have to get together and leave. Uh, they're not going to win the next election. Yeah. And, and look, there, there are people already fell on the sword out here. Micah Gravely fell on the sword. Uh, I, he was, I, 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 he's, he'd done his time anyway. He was, he was, uh, he was, he was ready to, to step aside and, and let somebody else take over. But what that what that allowed the Republicans with the with the gerrymandering is to 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 chop up Micah's Micah's district yep. and hand some of it over to to more into Douglas County, which tends to be tends to be a little more diverse than than Paulding, although that is changing. And the other thing is we're looking at information from the the census from three years ago. Right. And when when you talk about that, you're talking about pre-COVID stuff. And I know, I, I know, COVID was was going on during the census and stuff, but but the 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 migration, the mass migration from out of the cities into the suburbs, is not counted in those numbers because people were still counted when they were living in the cities. The mass migration of of New Yorkers down to Florida is not counted in that census. The mass migration from from California is not counted in that right. census. So, using three year old numbers. In three-year-old demographics, and it's one of the reasons that when I fill out my census form, I have never checked a race on. Yeah, just put your name. I say in that. number of persons in the household two, and send it back. And, and I had actually I had someone knock on my door, the census bureau, and I slammed the door in her face. 
I, I, I told her, get the F off my porch. And slam the door in her face. Yeah, but it's going to be interesting uh, very quickly who gets kicked out of office or who has to give up their seat. I mean, and, 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 that, and, and you're going to have a handful that are, we're already planning on not running for office. Yeah, but not, not a lot of them. I mean, this, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. There'll be some that'll just say, yeah, I'm good, or I'm going to run for Senate next year or something. I've, I've, I've got my, my, my health insurance for life and my retirement's in place. So yeah, I'll, I'll leave. But, uh, yeah. uh <clears throat> and they may give up. That, I mean, there was a, there was a Republican lady that's got part of Locust Grove and Henry County, which has turned, uh, predominantly Democrat. Now I know she won by 18, 20 votes last year. She's probably going to lose this year. So they'll probably give up that seat down around Henry County. Uh, so there could be some things that the House just sees or the House leadership says, we're going to lose those races anyway. Let's give them up for the next 10 years. But it will be interesting how well, they I, look. And then, you know, it will, go ahead. What's, what's messed up about the whole thing is, you know, when, when I was a younger man and married to wife 1.0, we lived in a very nice area of Duluth. The, my congressperson was Cynthia McKinney. And there was no one wanting to draw those lines going, oh, well, these people don't don't support. Because Cynthia McKinney was a nutcase. Uh, I don't know what she's doing now. She may be playing with her toes in a mental institution. I have no idea. But she's the one who wanted to take Saudi Arabia's money after 9-11 and stuff like that. Uh, but but no one's redrawing the line, lines for that. It's, it's, it's supposed to be drawn on population. So you have so many things in play here. You have to accommodate. Now you have to figure out how many black people versus white people do you have in the district? But you still have to maintain this, the, 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 the average population in order to, to draw those lines. You can't have one district with 10,000 people and one district with 100,000 people because, because it accommodates, accommodates more, people, more people on demographics. That doesn't, that doesn't make any no. sense. Uh, it's also not based on voters. It's based on population. So you were talking about Hispanic. And let's be honest, there, there's, a, there's a, a large population of people who come from Central and South America that are not citizens, but they're counted in the census. So they're represented, even though they can't vote. Yep. Uh, so that, that, all that stuff complicates, complicates draw, drawing those lines. All right. Now that we couldn't talk about gerrymandering for an entire show, but we have Georgia babies are safe for now. That This is the way you wrote the line. Yeah, I mean, we'll run through <laughs> this quick, but this case has been really... It's 2019, Georgia passed a heartbeat bill. It's been, there's been lawsuit after lawsuit for this uh, federal, or, you know, the judge first off up in Atlanta, McBurney, this is the same guy, I think, Dave, that's working on a, one of the big uh, Trump cases. Uh, but he said the law was void from the start and the measure did not uh, become law when it was enacted. But then this week, the Georgia Supreme Court rejected that lower court ruling. So the, at this point now, the heartbeat bill is back in play. So, yeah, Bobby McBurney is is a hack. <laughs> yes, he's an absolute hack. He's a political hack. He and Fannie Willis have lunch together. I, I don't know that for a fact, uh, but but they're of the same cloth. Where it's politics first, the Constitution second. Yep. And 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 I have I have very little response uh, uh, respect for for Bobby McBurney. Bernie, uh, and having said that, I'll probably end up in his damn court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so so the law is back in effect now. Uh, you know, if you can hear the heartbeat of a baby at this point, which is six seven weeks, if it can be detected, you cannot have an abortion at this point. So good for babies in Georgia. And 
And and I know people have disagreed with me on this one. And they disagree with, they think that six weeks is too early because a lot of women don't even know by six weeks. I, I, will, I will tell you what I like about the bill and, and now the law is it is a, it is a line in the sand. Now, if you said, okay, we're going to ban it at 10 weeks. Well, who can tell you the baby's, that, that, that baby's 10 weeks? You have no idea because right. you just don't. But the heartbeat is something that is there, it's present, or it's not. Uh, it also, if you're going to use the legal definition of death as the heart stopping, that would make logical sense that it starts when the heart starts beating. No, I'll, so yeah, you have bo- I was going to say, I'll tell it, we need to move on, but I'll tell a quick story about this. Back in 19, when I was in the house, Jessica was actually helping with our legislative write-ups and updates, and she'd help us read the bills. And cause some of them are you know, confusing, right? Especially when it's your first year in the house. But she would always say, you should probably vote yes on this bill or no on this bill. And she was pretty adamant, right? And if you vote, if she said vote no on a bill or she suggested voting no and you voted yes, you know, you're getting sort of a text message or, you know, why the hell did you do that? <laughs> so we always had good banter back and forth. But when the heartbeat bill came down, she laid out all this stuff and she said, I can't, you know, I'm not going to give you my view on this. You're going to have to figure it out yourself. So I think that was the only bill that year that, that Jessica did not give a recommendation on or her opinion on, is it a good bill or a bad bill? She just said, here's what it does. And uh, you're going to have to make that, you know, you're going to have to live with what, however you vote on this. Because it's so highly it personal. Is, right. Into your beliefs. And, and, I, and I applaud Salaji for that is she didn't impose her views one way or the other and say, this is what this bill yep. does. When, if, if it was if it was limiting government, you'd be damn right, Salaji is going to tell you what she thinks about limiting government. When it comes to, to, to a moral and ethical issue, she, I don't think it's just the, the heartbeat bill. She's going to step aside and, and say, look, this is, this is what it says. This is what it yep. does. And you may be, Make and, your and a listener may be saying, well, I can't believe you had somebody helping you out with how to vote on a bill. We actually was really, really good because it was good back and forth. And we would look at what Jessica wrote. We'd get with other legislators that thought like us, and we would debate stuff back and forth. Whereas most of the Republicans up there in the state house and most of the Democrats, they get a whip report from a whip every day. And it just says, Hey, we're going to vote on house bill 982 today. It does. And they'll have like a little five word description and they'll say, vote yes on it. So while we were actually in there combing through bills and debating bills, most House members just vote however their leadership tells them to vote. So that's sort of the pro- yeah, yeah. That's sort of the back of this, right? She's not telling us how to vote, but we're it's good debate back and forth on should you vote yes or no she, for a bill. We're actually and and she yeah. and she's giving the Republican, you know, it small more, L yeah, small L libertarian view of it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's is it's not it's not it's not John McAfee, right? You know, but 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 it's the small L, small L libertarian, the uh, what I call a republicanian yep. uh, sort of view on this expands government, this spends too much money. Uh, is 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 plus it gives you fodder for the floor if you have to if you have to go down and and uh, and stand up before yeah, the, right, before right. the house and say this is why I have problems with this bill, and then you can kick it back to committee and then work yeah, out not, work out those issues. It, it, and yeah, they never did that once it got to the floor, but. I know that's the way it's supposed to work. All right. So I guess your wife is getting raised. She's all in for this. She she saw this headline. (laughs) Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones came out this week with a proposal. He said he's going to introduce in the session in 2024, 
wants to pay teachers $10,000 a year to encourage them to carry guns in schools. So Lieutenant Governor rolled this out when he was speaking at Austin Road Elementary School in Winder this week, which I guess is close to you, Dave. Uh, Winder? No. Oh, Winder. Where's Winder then? I thought it was up your way. That's that. No, that's Northeast. Northeast. That's that's near Chateau Alain. So his plan calls for stricter standards for already required school safety plans and boosting the money the state gives schools to hire resource officers, which, which is good with police certification. Uh, what he's saying is basically these school resource officers cost about $80,000 all in to hire. So, and most people don't know this. They overreacted on this, but teachers with permission from their local school system can already carry a gun in school if they need to. So this is already happening throughout Georgia in some school systems. But under this proposal, uh, if the school system opted in, your school system doesn't have to opt in, right? They're not just, this is not a random teacher carrying a gun. School system opts in, they go through training uh, to carry this gun, they get through a certification type process. And then if they get through that process, they can carry and they get paid this additional $10,000 stipend. I don't, <clears throat> I don't mind the teachers carrying guns. Now look, airline pilots can opt into this and they're, they're, they're very well trained. Uh, but airline pilots can carry, can carry a pistol and it's, uh, they carry it in a locked case. When they fly internationally, they, they, I won't say check it, but there's a place for them to put it in a locker that has dual keys and, and all that stuff. So if, if you have airline pilots who are not exactly LEOs carrying, why not teachers harden the target? Uh, I don't have a problem with teachers carrying guns. Uh, I understand the whole idea of, of crossfire, but when you think about how long uh, uh, students were being slaughtered while police sat outside and the teachers could do nothing. I don't know about the stipend. I, I don't I, 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 I don't think the $10,000 makes a decision one way, one way or the other. I don't either. If, if, if you're... If you're a teacher who who wants to protect her, his or her students, do it. I think that the school system should should offer you the training. Go do it. I don't think the ten thousand changes anything. No, I think a couple things here. I think Lieutenant Governor Jones is already campaigning for governor for twenty twenty six. That's where part of this comes from. Uh, it's never too early to to get gun bills out there and get your base fired up. So I think this checks a couple boxes for him. You know, I don't necessarily want my wife carrying a gun because I don't know how she would react if someone, if, if there was actually, I mean, we saw how the police officers acted in Uvalde, Texas a couple of years ago where they were terrified to run into the school when there was a shooting going on. I don't know how anybody that's not trained all the time reacts to it. Like I carry in my car. Look, if I go to downtown Griffin today and somebody starts shooting up the place, I don't even know how I would react. I would hope I would react and pull it out and try to help, Right. I don't know. And I've been around guns my entire life. So, you know, and how many men are in elementary schools? There's typically, and I, I'm going to be sexist here for a minute. How many men actually teach school in an elementary school? There's usually zero men in an elementary school. So maybe the principal, yeah, maybe, but maybe, ma- most of the time, maybe not, the, right? the gym so teacher. Do we, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I get what he's trying to do. I want schools more safe. It hardens the school, but how does a teacher react if, in, in that kind of situation, if there is a, sh- a school shooter, I don't know. And does that prevent a school shooter from coming in? If he knows a teacher's packing, maybe, maybe that's what we're trying maybe. to do. I, I don't know. Uh, it, churches have the sign set up outside that 
that we that we have armed and trained security yep. on site. Sorry, we've talked about this stuff way too long. I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Gen Z supports Hamas over over uh, Israel. Yeah, the title here, and I'll be quick. Like uh, they interviewed Gen Z last week. Fifty-two uh, percent of this group said they supported Israel, while forty-eight percent said they supported Hamas. These kids, do they know Hamas is a terrorist organization? I mean, we've got no. They have no. They have no grasp of history because they've no, never been we've taught got history. Eight, this is eighteen to twenty-four year olds. Half of eighteen to ne- nearly half, forty-eight percent of nearly or eighteen twenty-four year olds support a terrorist organization over Israel. What in the hell is going on in schools nowadays? Because they don't teach. I mean, what history. what are we teaching if you don't teach that? I mean, they're. Yeah, they, they don't understand there was there was never I say there was never there was no Palestine before Israel. It was actually uh, it belonged to the British. Yeah, I'd... so it's 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 not it's not that the Israel just showed up and kicked them off their land. That's not what happened. They were under British rule, and it was handed over to to handed over to to, to the yep. Israelis. And then outside of that group of people, they, like uh, you know, older Americans over sixty five, ninety five percent support Israel. So you've got. If you're 65 years old, 95% of you support Israel because they know and they've learned history and they've seen what has happened to the Jewish population. These young kids, good God. I mean, what? I I, I saw, now, now I, I didn't see an interview with these people, but I saw several Hasidic Jews protesting for Hamas. Now, were they actually Hasidics? I have no idea. But they were certainly they certainly had the hat and the curls and, and everything else. Everything that, that tells you they're Hasidic, protesting and waving Palestinian flags and and that to me is is just amazing. Yep. But right, we don't we don't we don't have a whole lot of time to to, to, to sit on that one. All right, DeKalb County decides to wipe its ass with the Constitution. <laughs> I like how you describe that. Um so DeKalb County passed an ordinance that went into effect in twenty twenty three. You're gonna love this. It requires businesses to install security cameras at every gas pump and at the convenience store's point of entry, point of exit, and point of sale. This is the kicker. If that wasn't bad enough that the government's requiring a business to install security cameras, the cameras must have night vision and the systems must meet specific video resolutions requirement, be able to store 60 days worth of footage, and be able to supply police with video footage within 72 hours, regardless of a warrant. Right. That's well. The the there's a couple things that are wrong here. One is post ex facto. Yep. Uh, is they're requiring this upon renewal right, of your business right. license, and they're going to come out now, and check. If right. You, if you want to put, yeah, if you want to put this in your your building codes, that's one thing. Yeah, I don't I agree, with, it agree there, with it. Yeah, that's one thing. But but at least if it's the building codes, you know, going in as as a contractor and as as someone who wants to open up. Uh, a BP gas station or whatever is that the is I'm going to have an additional fifty thousand dollars in expense to to meet the codes in DeKalb County. But what this is telling what this is telling people is if you've got a little four pump gas station, uh, you know, a little Haji shop as as, as I call them, uh, you now have to spend thousands of dollars on on yep. camera on cameras and upgrade everything everything else in it. That that beside the the constitutional problem of requiring a business owner to hand without over a the without a warrant, 
Now, what's so damn tough about getting a warrant? Yeah, you get 72 hours. Why can't you and, get a warrant and, within 72 hours? And and most business owners that I know that have brick and mortars, if there was a violent crime that happened on their property or next to their property, they are more than happy. Come on in. Let me show yep. you what I have. Let me give you a copy of it. They're Because they there's nobody that wants a safe neighborhood a more yeah, than someone totally who owns agree. a brick and mortar. Yeah. So, but this, this requirement is is going to get the entire law yeah, thrown out does. because it is, it is, it, it is counter constitutional. Yep. So and DeKalb County's hired six new code enforcement officers to enforce this new requirement. So they basically said, we're going to hire six new people at probably, you know, 80 to a hundred thousand dollars in benefits. They're going to spend half a million dollars to enforce this new uh, program. They got this new surveillance per program. Year. Yep. Which means they expect to, to get in at least 1.5 million in fines. Yeah, look, nobody does anything without expecting a threefold return. Nobody in government does anything without expecting a threefold return. This has nothing to do with safety, and they absolutely wiped wiped the ass their ass with the yeah. Constitution here. All right. So speaking of safety, a pilot tries to kill eighty three yeah, people. This happened last week. Also, uh, Alaskan Airlines flight, uh, there was a guy in a jump seat. A pilot got in a jump seat, so he was flying somewhere else. And as soon as his plane took off, flying from Washington to uh, San Francisco. He tries to pull two levers at the top of the plane that basically shuts the engines down. Uh, yeah, yeah fire fire extinguishers. Extinguishers. So, you know, as soon as one of the co-pilots saw this, they pulled this guy, you know, they got him under control, got him, uh, you know, they called the, the resource or the resource officer, I'm thinking of schools again, the air marshal. Uh, they constrained this guy, but this guy is 44-year-old Joseph Emerson, He's been charged with 83 counts of murder because that's how many people were on the plane. Yeah, attempted, attempted murder, murder and 83 yeah. counts of reckless endangerment and uh, a count of endangering an aircraft. He said he's been depressed lately and he ate some mushrooms before he got on, which are psychedelic, I guess, in nature. I've never done any mushrooms, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, look, micro, he was, uh, I don't know if he was microdosing or macrodosing, all right, so shrooms, uh, psychedelic mushrooms can can be very useful for for certain things. Uh, it can in a controlled environment. Uh, they therapists have used them to to help with depression and and, and uh, kind of going through layers. But <clears throat> now, keep in mind, this guy was not operating the aircraft. The jump seat is a courtesy seat for it's an ob- observation seat for somebody like the FAA to go and or, or somebody like that to watch yep. what's going on and and rate them and all that stuff. It's also there for as a courtesy to to move airline employees from one place to the other. It doesn't have to be your airline. So a an American pilot can f- can hop on the jump seat on a Delta plane if he needs to go from point A to point B. Yep. They do it as a courtesy. Uh, I did see a great meme on one of my airline sites that has a a, a it's it's a p- picture of the cockpit or the, the outside of an airplane looking at the windows of the cockpit. It had a paper sign stuck up as no jump seat available. Nice. Look, this, the guy the guy was on shrooms. He was he was hallucinating. Uh, he he told several people that something was wrong with him, and they they put him on the airplane. Uh, he did actually pull the fire extinguishers. What it does is it cuts the fuel to the engines, and then you have to move it to a different position to actually hit the extinguishers. But that that fuel line still had fuel in it. So as that was working its way to the engine, uh, which I don't know, if, I don't know if it was the 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 right seat or the left seater, was able to push it back, push it back in position, uh, put 
uh, put fuel back to the engines, and uh, and the, the flight went un, un, well. I won't say uninterrupted. They they did an emergency right. landing. Yep, I believe that's what they did. But it's that that that's that's oh, that's yeah, scary definitely. as hell. All right, this is a good time to remind you these are our opinions, not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the GeorgiaVirtue.com. Kenny yeah, the Mule. This is actually, I think, your Mule of the Week, right? It's, uh, it's going to be yeah. Del Dillo, who is former commander now of the Sheriff's Office's Criminal Investigation Division in Jackson County. Dave, won't you tell everybody what he did this week? He is. He was. I don't. I. I. Uh, attending to Still run is, for sheriff. I, I, I yeah, assume he's yes. done now. Yeah, maybe. Well, you don't have to declare. You don't actually have to <laughs> right. declare until you uh, until you qualify. Uh, he qualifies not until March. But anyway, his intent was to run for for sheriff's office, and he and he was running against uh, Kevin McCook, uh, who is a training director, and he just took it upon himself to. Open uh, uh, this guy's uh, McCook's door in his office, closed office. Go and take pictures of his files. Uh, put a, I think at some point he tried to put, he installed a hidden camera in the office. Uh, none of which violates the law because this is a public building and 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 all that. But he did certainly violate uh, procedure w- within the sheriff's office. Uh. I heard from several people out in Jefferson County that that sent this to me. Who I've, I've got friends out there, even though it's two and a half hours away from me. Uh, I've got I've got several friends out there, and and they and I, I saw it from several of them. But but that this is a, a pretty big. I believe the the sheriff out okay, there stepping down. Again. Yeah, so there 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 are a lot of people throwing their hats into the ring on this one, and this guy just oh, stepped no on his doubt. pecker big time. All right, let's talk about aggravated hookers. <laughs> the ACLU sues Tennessee so prostitutes can spread HIV. That, that's your, your, uh, your yeah, headline so this, there. This kind of sent the Twitterverse on fire this week. But the ACLU, ACLU, ACLU came out this week and tweeted. Uh, and this is a quote, breaking. We're suing Tennessee, and this is so strange. Okay, we're suing Tennessee for their aggravated prostitution statute. It targets people with HIV with harsh punishment and lifetime sex offender registration. This law is unconstitutional and disappropriately affects black and transgender women. Well, isn't that, wait, 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 isn't that racist is right racist. there? Yeah. So that, that, isn't, isn't that racist off the top to say that, uh, cause we're not allowed to say that, that, that gay people have, have a, a higher instance of, of HIV. You're not, you're not allowed to say that HIV is, is more prominent in black communities. You're but not allowed to say it. that. You're not allowed to say that in medical cir- right. circles. But the ACLU, if, if, if it suits their needs or their wants or their lawsuit, they will say some racist crap as long as it suits their purpose and people just go along with it. Yep. The so ACLU. what this law does is it forces convicted sex, of, sex workers with HIV to register for life as violent sex offenders. So basically, if you're a sex worker, you've got HIV and you knowingly spread HIV to the people that you're having sex with, Tennessee says you need to register as a violent sex offender. I don't have a problem with this. That's what that's what you I are. If you, I mean, if you now now look, if you disclose, hey, listen, we need to use protection. I'm HIV positive. I'm on 
uh, I'm on HIV suppressive drugs. It's a very low chance of, of transmission. However, you've yep. been you've been warned. Now lay lay my money on the dresser and let's get to it. Yeah, I mean if you disclose, but this um, is, this law was not about disclosing. It was if you you know if you don't disclose, you hide it, and you give somebody HIV, then you can be considered a, a sex but, offender. But how? But ACA, you had had no problem when men were being prosecuted for this for. For, for not using a condom and not disclosing to the partners that they that they had a, yep. they had a disease ACLU wasn't all over that yeah the, the, this statement yeah, though, I, that I, this is I, unconstitutional I, and disproportionately affects black and transgender women I mean how racist can you be I mean they just came out and said it out loud and I don't think they I, hell I only know who reviewed this tweet before they sent it out but I because because they're so yep. blind to it that that it's it, that they just they just readily accept the fact that that oh, we can say racist crap yep. and nobody else can because we're the ACLU. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Now, on the other <laughs> side of the ACLU, as bad as this is, they're actually defending President Trump uh, with his gag order up in the New York, uh, you know, in his New York trial. So they said President Trump should should be able to speak and not be hamstrung by the court up there. So, yeah, I mean, they're all over the place. Well, no, that, that, that that's standing up for principle. They have very they, little I'm sure they, they, yeah, well, they yeah. abhor Trump, but at least, at least they're, they're, they're standing up on that. But, but you just can't say no, racist crap like this and, and, and walk away and go, well, it disproportionately affects black people. How? Just like, just like voter ID laws. It disproportionately affects black people. And every black person I know is like, yeah, why? Why? Right. I, I don't know how to get. I don't, yeah, I don't it's know like how, how to get ID, ID laws. This portion. Yeah, how do they affect black people more? And every black person you talk to knows exactly where the DMV is, how to get an ID, and that's just part of life. Uh, I hate when rich white it, again. It's it's rich white women say black people don't know how to get an ID. Okay, how racist is that school? That train of thought. Yeah, it's it. Again, identity politics. I I, I abhor it. I, I absolutely do. It's 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 horrible. It's it's the same thing with with to tie everything up as, as we're closing out. Uh, it's the time. It's it's the same thing with with saying we need you know a, a black congressional district. Well, that 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 doesn't mean it's going to go Democrat. Just it just means that that you looked at you looked at the demographics. And said, oh, okay, we will get more black people here. Boom. And it didn't even no, say minority. It didn't say minority. About, the, about, about this. About, about this. Great. So the ACLU here did, didn't even mention uh, uh, minorities or anything else. It's the, the, the law, it doesn't, doesn't specify black, white, trans, gay, or anything else. It says, if you knowingly offer sexual services with a deadly disease, you're, yep. you're a sex offender. And, and, and I really, I really don't have a problem with that. I mean, it's, let's protect the Johns of this world. <laughs> All right, Kenny, what do you got for your uh, closing Yeah, thought? just real quick. We skipped over the story, but it, it became national headlines this week. There's a restaurant up in Blue Ridge Mountains in North Georgia, and it's sort of gone viral for charging customers a fee for bad parenting. Uh, so if you go to this restaurant... And your kids act up at like a bunch of hooligans. The restaurant will put a fee or surcharge on your bill. Yeah, it's yeah, Riverside, Riverside restaurant in uh, in Blue Ridge, and I've been there. It's 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 it's. it's well, my nice wife said this restaurant. was good. She agreed with it. I don't know how you. I said it was too subjective. Like, what is a 
what does it mean to be a bad kid or not? I mean, I could put it with a bunch of stuff and I'm out eating. Uh, is this letting kids run around the restaurant screaming or is it just a kid start crying at the table? Is that bad parenting? Uh, how do you define bad parenting, right? That was my problem with this. But hey, if you're a small, I mean, if you're a business owner, you can do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. And this, if you want to surcharge people and they never want to come back, then hey, that's your, that's your right as a restaurant owner. Yeah, that's your piece of dirt. All right, so Representative Dean Phillips uh, becomes the first, quote-unquote, mainstream Democrat to challenge Biden. Uh, he's young, he's attractive, he's rich. Uh, he actually has a chance, uh, if, if nothing else, to make Biden spend money in the primary, which is good for, good for the Republican side, is, is, is ding Biden up a little bit. And he, he Hell, actually they just a had a debate would be a, a, a miracle. I mean, Biden, he, yeah, and there's zero there's, chance that's going to occur, but I, we can we can wish. I have a better chance of sprouting wings and flying off my second floor than than there is of a Democratic. Uh, there's going to be no debates debate. next year. I mean, as as much as people, uh, most people say Trump shouldn't debate, uh, you know, the Republican contenders. Biden's not going to debate Trump next year. There's no chance that a Trump Biden debate is going to occur. It was such a it was such a doo doo show <laughs> last year anyway. Or Nobody last deserves that anyway. Yeah. Just it, it just just it was just awful. So as we're running long, I want to uh, give a big thank you to Eric Cumbody who takes our audio and turns it into something you can listen to and bleeps out some of our spicier uh, uh, commentary. To Ken Pullen, my partner's endeavor. Uh, thank you very much for, for hanging with me yet one more week. I'm Dave Roberts. We'll talk to you all next week.